welcome to this week's bite-sized episode of Girls Interrupting. This week we watched Atomic, Atomic Blonde! Blonde! A, a movie that I've been breathlessly awaiting since the moment I saw the first trailer. Uh, I forgot I don't how know, to breathe. I haven't six breathed six months ago. Since six months ago, we've had to have someone assigned to her to resuscitate her every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just follow me around with that breathing machine, and like I can't really talk. Very we gave her a CPAP machine <laughs> for nights. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Just, just to make sure, because we knew she wasn't going to uh, do it. Yeah. She's that photo of Charlize Theron. And oh she my. just passes right just out. Right out. Like we can't. I may not I mean, make it through this episode. <laughs> She's a good-looking woman. I mean, all those coats, guys. <laughs> All those coats. We had a very special girls interrupting field trip last night. It was night. so fun. Yay. You guys, we hung outside with each other. What? That was a weird it was, way to yeah. phrase it. But yeah. hey, but we were outside of the studio. We hung out outside and with each other. Yeah. It was like girls interrupting and friends. <laughs> yeah, because we did invite other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they were allowed to bask in our glory. Exactly. Correct. While yeah. we Nearby. watched this film. Not necessarily next to us. I mean, Dave was pretty next to me. That was a decision. <laughs> Ingrid accidentally sat sat like two seats out because I put my purse down because that's where I was gonna see, sit. And mm. then I came and I sat next to her, forgetting. And then I looked over and there was just Dave. By himself, oh and no! I was like, oh no! <laughs> and I made us like move over. <laughs> so poor you Dave was just like cold. alone. It was bad. Yeah. Don't, anyway, don't be those bros who have to put seats between <laughs> each other. So Atomic Blonde, everybody. So good. So yeah, I was a little nervous after reading the book that maybe Agreed. it wasn't gonna be super great. I love that they took all the big plot points from the book, built a film around them, and then made a way better ending. It's so crazy oh to me God. that the... How spoilery the, are we going to be? Oh, oh super spoilery. spoilery. Okay, cool, cool. We don't, cool, we don't cool. believe in no spoilers. Also, no. Megan, Megan went and saw it before we she did. did. So she's, she's our did. only listener. <laughs> she's our only listener. <laughs> hey, if anyone else but Megan listens, you guys can tweet us, us too. You can tweet us Let too. Let us know. <laughs> but you know what? If we only ever get Megan, she's pretty great. We're, she's great. She's the only listener we need. Um, anyway, <laughs> it amazes me that they can take this graphic novel that was so boring and so oh. actionless. I'm going to be don't, honest. Don't pull your punches. I'm not going to. Um, and still make it feel like it actually is based on the, yeah, the graphic yeah. novel. Yeah, yeah. Because there were because straight up beats from the book. Yeah, like you could see sections of dialogue. Yes. Like, or like visually. The, the bar was literally from mm-hmm. the book. It and it made crazy. me want to give more credit to the yeah. book after seeing the movie. Me too. Because seeing it lived and making it like and i mean i give credit to the actors of making us see the characters right. when maybe in the book we weren't but it was it, it makes me retroactively like the book a little bit more that's Weirdly uncomfortable enough. yeah no i feel that. the same way actually um because i i don't know it just maybe there was brilliance we couldn't find yeah i don't know no, i think shirley Theron made something awesome and she took the Soul good parts from the thing and just made something better, she which really, is great. And she Way did. She cradled to grave this project. Like she was like, "I'm doing this. I'm gonna train my ass off." And like the first scene when you see her coming out of that bathtub, oh my and god! She's a. Oh, the god. first thing you notice is she's ripped. But the second thing you notice she's is she beat, is beat to shit. Oh my god! And I just love in a way that I can't remember seeing in any other action movie. Really seeing a woman, a woman just tore up the way she was. Well, I always, I always enjoy when you see the reality of what it takes to be a long-term fighter like that. Mm-hmm. And I also really, I always like when movies 
can dis can uh can show somebody w- naked without it having to be inherently mm-hmm. yeah. s- about mm-hmm. sex. She was she was just nude. She yeah. wasn't like sexy naked. She was just nude in her bathroom like we all are. She's a sexy woman. But that scene is about showing us what her body has done and yeah. been through with those mm-hmm. big scars mm-hmm. along her mm-hmm. back. Well, it and, wasn't just in the last 10 days. It's from her whole her life. life. Oh, yeah. And that's something I can really appreciate about this movie too is that all of the fight sequences um, were very realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost uncomfortable mm-hmm. realistic a yeah. lot of the time, right? Um, especially the stairwell sequence. Well, that, oh, one, yeah. that one was made almost more uncomfortable because there was no music. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so it's intense. Just them breathing. And it's literally just them beating the shit out of each other. And, and slowly getting progressively and progressively more exhausted we, and concussed. We and I like, loved that, you know, because it's yeah. real. It's mm-hmm. That's how that's what a real fight looks like. It's yeah. not the crazy choreographed beautiful things that yes. we've seen. Yeah. Other like, we, we were talking about this mm-hmm. and like B gets bored in fight scenes and oh, I, yeah. I told her it's because we saw them deteriorate and mm-hmm. you knew like a lot of fight scenes they just fight forever and you're like this is never gonna end but in these you knew the end had to come or they both well, were gonna and then die they're just so artsy that they're like on letters and they're jumping back and forth and you're just kind of like oh it gets pretty but you kind of zone out after yeah. a while because you're like eh, there's, no, not, this much was, a, there's this was, not much at stake here this was yeah. not you pretty know. It was violent and it was exhausting. And it was brutal. Like, and using every, like, your life is about to end. And so you know if you don't grab this lamp or you grab this right. whatever corkscrew that happens or, to be like, around. Or, like, a fucking fire escape, like, fire hose. My favorite is when she grabs the fucking weapon. gun. She can't find any bullets. And she's like, whatever. I'm just going <laughs> to use it like, as, like, a hand weapon. as a weapon. Yeah. And I'm she just helps like, her punch out because she's already exhausted. Exactly. And um, she, she never, I mean, she never panics. No. Either. She knows exactly what she needs to do to get out of the situation and she does it and mm-hmm. when that doesn't work she improvises yep. and she knows exactly well and i like that they mentioned that in the very 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 beginning when she was pulled in the flashback she's pulled into the office when she's being handed this assignment and um they're listing like her qualifiers and one of them is like um like she's really good at exfil and like creatively getting herself out mm-hmm. of stuff I, they phrased it better but i was like mm, that's gonna come up later yeah mm-hmm. And then she beat up a dude with a garden hose. And I was like, I, I get it. Well, and she also, because um, I got to see, if you haven't listened to the other episode, um, I was in uh, the Hall H panel at, at Comic-Con mm-hmm. where she spent basically an hour talking about her life and feminism. And she's amazing. And I love her. But anyway, she talked about this movie a lot. Um, and she said that one of the main things that she really wanted from this character was that the fight sequences look like she could do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that a woman who trained as hard as she had to to get this role, which, right. by the way, was like seven really hours a hard. day or some mm-hmm. shitty, yeah. she lost crazy. Some teeth, I believe. Yeah. Oh um, my God, really? Uh-huh. She didn't mention that in the panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she did all of the stunts, her, not all of them. You know, when she falls out of the window? That's obviously not her. That wasn't her. She well, really mean, wanted to do it, yeah. but I guess... Okay, but she's producer- six feet tall, and she's fragile. Well, there's, and, and there's only so much the insurance company Well, and the thing is, is she was like, she's like, the producer and me was like, you're going to kill the film if you hurt yourself. <laughs> so you can't do you that. can't do it. And so she still kind of regrets it because she wants to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, she did everything herself, and she was, um, I guess she knew the shit out of the choreographer and the director, because every time she'd be like, could a woman actually do this? Is this something a woman could do? Mm-hmm. And so she really made sure that the fighting style was someone who w- could be a real person. Yeah. Like a real woman in these instances. You know, she didn't do a lot of punching. She she used what she had. God, you her, know, her kicks were amazing. Like yes. she had the full I force love of her body kicks. into the kicks. And, oh and my she's God. like, you know, you have to use my body weight mm-hmm. and I have to use what's around well, me. Also, I like that she went down low a lot because mm-hmm. men's center of gravity are higher than women's center of gravity, just like the way that we're built. And so I like that with her long legs, she also has that. 
So she went low and she swept out a lot. And I was like, this is perfect. Exactly. Because they took the time to figure out, okay, what do women who really do this, how do they do right. it? And right. as much as I like the fighting style of someone like Black Widow, who's all artistry and flipping mm-hmm. and, and like twisting. gymnastics. Yeah. Or like the mascara. Like, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Look, they've yeah. had 2,000 years to learn it how was to do that. It fucking gorgeous. Yeah, but. because she doesn't have time for it to be pretty. She's yeah. just no. there to get the job done. What I really liked about every fight scene was different. Like, she had her base fighting style, which was a lot of kicking, and it was a lot of finding instruments. And she did have a good punch. She could swing. Mm-hmm. And she used the length of her arms and the length of her legs a lot to keep her out of the reach of the man she was fighting but while also being able to like attack herself which i liked but i enjoyed that every fight scene was also different Mm -hmm. in that she used what was around her or she planned based on the environment or how many people and watching that was so great for me just because i like the idea that they thought this through and it wasn't just kick punch kick punch Mm -hmm. it was she's in a house what can she use what tools are here this is a rundown place what kind of a weapon can she find she's in a car how is she gonna get out like i just well i love I, I think a lot of that was also because the director was is a stuntman yeah and he was a stuntman first and the first project i think he did was john, john wick. wick yeah oh, you know and so he, this is like john wick's stepsister you know yeah. um he le- actually left john wick too to do this movie but they were very friendly apparently rick charlize theron and keanu reeves would spar together to oh like keep amazing. each other uh, so in shape great. for the movies and stuff like that, that. So, yo, yeah. now I just want a Charlize Theron Counter Reeves buddy I action mean, cop movie. I don't see why not. Yes. Let's just make it happen, universe. <laughs> well, I love that The Rock loves Charlize Theron and was talking about it on his Instagram the other day. And he's like, uh, yeah, so maybe we should have a, a movie where the two of us fight and who would win. And I'm going to stop talking right now before she kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were, they were in Fast 8 together. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they fought. They, they did, did not they, fight. Yeah. I wonder if they even got to see each other because I'm not sure they were in any scenes at the same time. I don't think so. Apparently, the fight scene at the very end, um, like in the Russian whatever, that the hotel scene, room. Yeah, that wasn't it was in, in, in the, Paris. That wasn't in the original with the Russian. Sorry, it wasn't in the original script. Um, just the director was like, "Hey, I what was kind of thinking we should do maybe another action action scene." Oh, so like the scene was in the script, but not yeah, the fight. Was exactly. In the and oh she was my like, god, that's like one of my favorite I know. fights. And she's like, "Yeah, let's do this." Well, I love that. Like. It wasn't the. It didn't feel like the traditional like rising climax action movie for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, the the emotional compl- climax of the film is pretty much when she shoots Percival. Yeah. Right. And then everything else is kind of and like that that and Russian, like you're just wrapping it up. It was kind of just like your epilogue almost. Mm-hmm. Like I almost thought they were gonna end the film with her. Um, reaching you, yeah, into and the then like just bucket, go to black, hitting a music cue, and then cutting to black. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, and I was like, "That's fine," because you knew from there <laughs> yeah, where she's she going to get out. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's that scene is so different from the rest mm-hmm, of the film. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, not only does she show up with a different hair color, she's but wearing she's colors. wearing red, mm-hmm. yeah. which she hasn't worn at all in the whole rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like you said, it really felt like an epilogue. It's mm-hmm. like the beginning of the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a, a per- different person now. Mm-hmm. But, God, yeah, that ending of the movie is so, so much better. Much Holy better. God. Like, I, I was watching this going, oh, man, it's going to end the same. I and know. she's a double agent. She's going to go back to Russia. And I'm going to be mad because I don't under. Holy shit. Wait a second. What well, it makes... It makes her motivations throughout the film so much more clear. Yeah, and now I want to go back and watch it again knowing she's a triple fucking agent. Well, I kept trying to figure out um, she when she goes to meet John Goodman at the wall and he gives her that newspaper and so she calls the, the, number. the number and it tells her that um, Satchel's been compromised. Satchel's been compromised. And I kept trying to figure out how the fuck those two things were connected. Because And so the fact that Satchel is her American code name, yeah. that 
that really psych that really worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was so confused on why John Goodman was there and like what was you know what I mean? Because why would they send the Americans? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not going to go over this plot with a magnifying glass because <laughs> um, that's not really what I'm here for. I mean, I think it makes a certain amount of sense, but I don't think it's the best plot to ever walk across the street or anything like that. I had a good time and I actually didn't think there were that many plot holes. Like we were talking with Dave about this on Slack and like I actually like a lot of his stuff, I guess, were good questions, but a lot of it, like if he if just paid attention to the movie. Well, yeah, and, and there's and there's a lot of stuff that they specifically don't tell you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, we were we were wondering about um, whether or not it was Lorraine who sold out uh, gas coin in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was wondering about when we first see her. She looks like she's just come off a fight. And I was wondering, you know, is there a connection between where she just was and that? But I feel like they very specifically don't answer a lot of the questions. Yeah. And I'm fine <clears throat> with that. I, I find it much better when you just don't answer it instead well, of making it try to work. If and you it start with a plot that's a little maybe confusing <laughs> and like sometimes trying to explain too much of it, it just makes it, just it doesn't even work. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I got exactly what I came for in this movie. Um, specifically. Also, oh, no, ahead. no, please. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, we haven't talked about Delphine. Oh, no. Oh. The only uh, gay French woman name. In the- <laughs> <laughs> you are a French lesbian. Your name must be Delphine. <laughs> it's so true. Um, I liked her, though. But yeah. just way to make the movie so much more interesting to me, just me as a person, yeah. um, is to take the male love interest and make it a woman instead. Mm-hmm. Just an easy flip. I and just it- appreciated that the only time she had any kind of vulnerability was with a woman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it was, at the end, you know, she was genuinely sad that that Delphine was killed. I think there wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like they were in love and she was devastated. No, but or anything it was like, a waste. But she was very much and like she this, was a good. She's a sweet girl. Yeah, a, a, who was in over her head? And who she just was a moron. Like, who calls and taunts the guy? Okay, number one, don't call and taunt, and then put headphones on and wander around your house naked. No yeah. music. You're very aware of all sight lines. Mm-hmm. Are you a spy or not? No. Yes. But she was young. And yeah. and, and, and for me, I actually was pretty emotional when she died yeah. and she found yeah. She fought I had, hard, um, though. I was I, really proud of how hard she fought. She almost got him. I prepared myself because I think in one of the original trailers, you see, you see the coming. garage. Yeah. And, and then we read the book. Yeah, and then well, Mary had said um, when she'd first watched the trailer, she's like, cool, lesbian sex, but also she's going to die because <laughs> I saw the garage and she's going to die. Um, but I was so glad she actually got a full fight scene and she she did her best, you know, and I was a little sad we didn't get to see her fight more because yeah. it mm-hmm. wasn't until after the movie when I was like, I know, I know that actress and she's from um, Star Trek. Yeah, she plays um, the girl with the white face and the black marking oh. i can't remember her name but she's my favorite like jayla jayla, jayla. Yeah. she's jayla on star trek lots of fighting she played a freaking ninja assassin with knives her feet on kingsman and she was the lady mummy in tom cruise's the mummy yeah so she's having like a good couple she's of having years. a good mm-hmm. couple of years yeah i and she's she's just great i like her voice i like her accent i like the way that she plays each character mm-hmm. differently and i like that they allow her to be so physical mm-hmm. with each character every character she's done has had some sort of fighting and I just I love that that's what she's here for Mm -hmm. and I love that you know they were allowed to have a pretty sexy sex scene oh Oh, that was that was that that scene was hot yep and um because most of the time I find um pg-13 love scenes to be pretty clinical and 
even a Weird. little awkward. Mm-hmm. I mean, this um, was rated but R. But this was a rated yeah. R. <laughs> this is a rated R love scene. And no, it was it was working for me. I I'll tell you what. Even rated R love scenes are awkward for me because there's just a lot of like grunting and moaning and stuff. And I'm like, all right. But this was just, there was music and it was just them doing fun uh, stuff speaking together. Speaking of music, yeah, it's I the 80s believe, soundtrack of my life. I cannot so believe good. it's taken this long for us to get into music because it was on, like on the nose, but on point mm-hmm. i loved it it was wonderful and it really worked with the whole aesthetic of the movie it's mm-hmm. very much um almost monochromatic but with the the neon colors mm-hmm. and how we got the the locations and the dates with In, the like, spray, spray paint, paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was just very the Berlin Wall falling, like they kept hammering it in the background, mm-hmm. and you could never really quite forget where this movie was happening and the importance of when it was mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the the music and I don't know. Every time she changed a coat and a new song came on, you were just ready for the next thing. Yep. And uh, I, you know the 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 sound cues that they kept coming back to because they played a few songs multiple times, but different uh, versions of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had the you know ninety nine red balloons and like the song a couple different version. ways. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, bringing that back in and as the slow mournful version mm-hmm. yeah. that was great. Yeah. And uh, there's um, have you guys? I'm sure you haven't because I'm outing myself as a TV snob here. No, that's, I'm not outing myself. Everyone, knows. everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows. It's not a secret. There's this show called uh, Deutschland '83 about. Um, it takes place in 1983. <laughs> it's, what? It's actually a German show, but it's about East the and West Berlin. The best year ever. And um, <laughs> an East German spy that goes over to West Germany and blah blah blah. But the theme song for that show is the four three that one. I don't know the name of the Just song. Blank stares from everyone. <laughs> um, but Sorry. it was one of the songs that they used prominently in the movie, and I thought it might have been a light shout out. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Good story, cool. bro. Wow. <laughs> Just going to edit that wow. right out. Don't worry cool. about it. Like, really interesting. I loved the tr- the the first trailer's use of Personal Jesus, yes. and I was a little sad that it didn't actually make an appearance in the film. Oh, so good. I liked. I like when they – I also like they had a shout out to Sampling. Did you see that? Yes. So there was like a, a news and he's like sampling. Is it music or is it plagiarism? <laughs> and I was like, we have been having this argument since the 80s. Interesting. Was, wasn't that, what's his face? He used to do the MTV news. John Norris. No, maybe. I don't know. Was did he John do Norris. real news before Kurt, he did it? Kurt. No, it was not Kurt. What's his name? Loader. Oh. Loader. I was so excited to see an MTV. Well, yeah, every, I think everything we saw in the news was real yeah. news footage. Mm-hmm. yeah i just thought that I was, was funny because the whole movie just has songs with sampling in them and i thought that was kind of funny oh my god why well, can't I remember what's the guy's name um percival percival duh yeah we haven't talked about mcavoy at all um so i good. loved his version of this character it yes! was so much it was better so much better so and much it, better it, it, i mean no joke it helped he wasn't a 50 year old fat dude who was balding with right. a mustache like I that mean, is a number one he's he's a nice looking man but yes. also it made more sense for a dude who went native in germany to do what he did and like look that. How he like, I mean, the mesh before. Uh, oh the mesh my God. Shirt. And the big coats <laughs> and like that the ridiculous boots. dirt bag coat. <laughs> the dirt bag coat and the oh, dirt bag hair bag. to like. And fit he refused. In. I was to like, wear no, you scarf. just shaved your head. So his neck was always. Well, wow. I like, I like wow. Jackie, wow. I like to, how he leaned, bones, he leaned over in the car. He leaned over in the car and he's like, do you want to touch my hair? But I love Stop it. I love that the dude bro thing was an act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out he was really intelligent and he oh, was yeah, really he was doing operator. a good job. Like and he and I also love it. She called him on that shit. Oh, yeah. She was like, she, I she am clocked not, him minute one. Yeah. She's like, I'm not buying this hungover don't, you know, yeah. out of bed thing. Yes. No, yeah. I thought he was really great. And it was nice to see him, I don't know, do something that I think I said this in person, <laughs> but like that Michael Fassbender wasn't in. 
Because <laughs> they've been a pair for a while. Yeah. But I mean, I, I really enjoyed this version of the character. And their chemistry or their relationship the whole way through. I think they, they could have gone a long time. Like, I think a more traditional spy movie would have been like, they're on the same side for 90% of the movie. And then, oh, my God, betrayal. No, they're like onto each other from minute from one. From minute one. And I know. like that. She didn't trust him from the beginning. And he was just following her around the whole time. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's wearing a fake cast yeah. when he first meets her. That is, I was like, That's did so McAvoy brilliant. like break his arm before the movie started? <laughs> and then he pulls it off and, sh- and I was like, what is happening? And then they're both recording each other. Yeah. And like, like crazy. Like well, she records herself. No. That's how like crazy her life is well, she that's, has how, to actually that's how you make again. it as a triple agent is yeah. you have to fucking remember who you told what exactly and she so has to smart. fucking study her own conversations so smart. so smart well you have to keep track of it like okay who did i say to who and who was i playing yeah i mean it's unbelievably smart yeah i wouldn't it wouldn't occur to me you to loved done it. That. yeah oh my god so it was so much fun yeah uh, there was i just uh i think it was mary who sent us that article about all of her coats, her coats? yeah the <laughs> ranking I loved of it. the coats I swear, like, every time she, there was, there was a new cut to her, I was, like, instantly iconic. Every time I saw her, yeah. like, with the hair and the cigarette and the coat, mm. and I'm just, like. I have been wanting to do that makeup look since she, we yeah. saw it last night. The um, smoky eye. That moment in the very, very end when she's, like, free to go or whatever, and she has that cigarette, and her arm is straight up in the air with the cigarette, but she's, like, slouching. And then she says that comment about, where's my tea with the queen, and then just, like, stretches like a fucking cat in mm-hmm. the sun. I was, like, you have to stop. I can only take so much. <laughs> and what I loved about that moment was right then, you didn't know 100% for sure yeah. whether she was Lorraine Broughton, loyal MI6 agent, um, or the KGB. Russian spy, or as we found out at the very, very end, American plant. But that reaction could have worked for all three of them, you yep. know? And it was just yep. perfectly done. I just, yeah. I love that the, the interrogation, you know, that happens throughout the movie ends up being as brilliant as it is in mm-hmm. the comic. You know what I mean? Because she plays it. She plays so it so well. I love, I love the moment at the very, very end when they're on the plane and John Goodman goes, cocksucker, <laughs> really? <laughs> she's like it worked (laughs) i just i loved because i remember in the comic when she like just shows up in russia or she goes through east germany to get passports and then shows up in russia and it's just like that's the end and so then when they were like oh she's gonna go to paris i was like well that makes more sense i guess and then she looked so different i was like oh it's her russian side and then she had a little bit of a russian accent too and i was like fine but then she like killed all of, and she was like i don't work for you you, you work, work for me. me and she didn't have any accent i was like what i love that so much oh, and then beautiful. her guy the east german guy the watchmaker yeah also a cia plant apparently Who knew? i like him oh wait i love you're talking about merkel the young kid sure okay merkel the young kid in the hotel yes CIA plant apparently, yes. but also the literal watchmaker yeah. in the store was the driver at the very end. Also CIA plant. I know. I was so yeah. The CIA just has everybody. Everyone. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering uh, but how Merkel, she so quickly made contacts. I know. I was too. I was like, how did she know to go in this shop? I. But it's because they're all fucking CIA. Well, and that scene did bug me. A- each time she went in there because they would like I need a new watch and then obviously I need a contact in East Germany I'm like why would you start with a code like I don't understand why start with the code and then go directly into the not code because the code is to let that guy know that you know what he's really doing yeah except for the fact that he sells watches he doesn't he's a front yeah that's how spies work it's lovely when it rains puppies like that's the cue and then you know you can talk to the spy because they know the secret I feel like you could Keep going. <laughs> Just keep you want like five code sentences? Yes. All right. 
<laughs> I do. Whatever makes you happy. More, more call and response. Yes. I feel like I'd be upset if I was British and I was like ready to watch like my atomic bond movie and it's like my British spy and I'm all pumped <laughs> up about it. And like, yeah, Just she's so kidding. badass. And you're like at the very end, you're like, oh no, she's Russian. And that's like one gut punch. And you're like, oh no, she's American. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? Yes. <laughs> all your spies are American. Now well, we're taking them all. Uh, Boom. A, a question from the audience and, um, at, at Comic-Con was like, oh, well, you know, rumor is that you could be James Bond, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, no, no I don't want to be James Bond. She's like, but I do want to be Lorraine. Yeah. So, you know. Don't want to. Yeah. She was like, I feel like this character could do that. I feel like we yes. could, we Next could time have. Next it's a, Atomic Redhead. Exactly. We <laughs> could do, we could do a franchise. Atomic yeah. Brunette. Go see it. Because I, I think it was filmed on a pretty low budget for an, an action film. So, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how well it does, which it did. Okay. I don't think it did as good as I think they want or they were ex- quite expecting. Um, that makes me sad. That yeah. does make well, me sad. It, I think word these, of mouth might yeah. help. Yeah. And yeah. this with next these, weekend will be bigger. And or, I, f- I feel like a lot of times DVD sales is what really makes your numbers on a small film like this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll, I hope it'll have legs. And uh, I think it's already two thirds of the way of making its budget back. Like, it's not like a big deal. I think they just expected it to be a little more. Uh, boom. Well, I think after the success of Wonder Woman, I think that that kind of made everyone think that maybe another female action film. I'm actually surprised it didn't do as well just because of Wonder Woman. And then like it, they've been marketing this like crazy, which oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that you see it kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that like some people didn't go to it because Dunkirk also came out maybe in, like yeah. other movies and stuff. And maybe word of mouth of how <laughs> the great. The emoji movie. How great. Ah, uh, fuck that. Was, crap. That like the second weekend drop off will be really low yeah. and like more people will go see it on the second weekend and maybe it'll just stay like higher than it should. And then suddenly it'll be like a sleeper. I mean, yeah. I would appreciate nice. that. I would like that very much. So if you're listening I want to more this, things go like see that. it immediately. At least Do once. us a favor. Please pay money in the theater for this matinee even we don't care it counts Mm -hmm. because i would i would love another one like Mm -hmm. it's it's 10 years later and she's been retired but they're bringing her back (laughs) so old for this shit (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) no i want her on her next mission in like caracas or something (laughs) she's like she's playing a canadian undercover as a caracan but really (laughs) she's american that's what i want so many levels <laughs> i love it all right well clearly uh we had a pretty good time at this movie yeah, and eh. we think you guys will too so uh if you have seen if you it, like this podcast you will like this movie <laughs> you will Correct. like this movie <laughs> or we are breaking up <laughs> so oh, no. yeah if you liked it or if you didn't like it uh give us a shout at getinterrupted at gmail.com shoot us a tweet uh, at get interrupted or hit us up on facebook and we will get back at you kids mm-hmm and as always, remember, snacks, 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 snacks. Night of the Living Geek.